With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're on live today. We're KWAD Radio and Patty Hillstrand again. We're out at the Steampunk Convention. And we're out at Old Tucson. We're having this ball. And of course, we're coming there at the end of the day. And we've been looking forward to talking to David and David, you know, you're, we're talking about a couple of different things you've got going on, and you've got brand new, brand new book coming. Or is it already out? The book is. Thank you. I just. Uh, I mean, I'll just put it in front of you. The new book is called Lightning Wolves, and it's coming out uh, later this year. I don't have a release date just yet, but it's. Uh, coming up from uh, Sky Warrior Publishing. If you uh, go to my website, uh, davidleesummers.com, just click on the books tab. You can find uh, all the information about Lightning Wolves. It's a sequel to my uh, Wild West steampunk novel, Owl Dance, which is all about a uh, Russian invasion of the United States in the 1870s. Awesome time period. And of course, you just got that, that, piece, that plug right there, out there and right in front. <laughs> Just got to got to keep those books moving. That's uh, how we put dinner on the table and uh, keep it uh, keep it going. And how many books does this make for you now? Lightning Wolves will be my ninth novel. Awesome. Now all steampunk, but did, did they have not God's all, flavor? Not all steampunk. I have uh, I have uh, four science fiction novels. I have the, the two steampunk novels now. I have a couple of vampire novels. Uh, I already know those, but I want everybody else to know. Yes, the two vampire novels are uh, Dragon's Fall, uh, Rise of the Scarlet Order. That's actually my most recent novel that's out. And then uh, Vampires of the Scarlet Order, which are about a group of vampire mercenaries. What's your favorite animal? What's your favorite monster? My favorite monster? Um, Well, you know, I I do have a a soft spot for vampires, uh, of course. Um, But I also have a, you know... I really am, am very much captivated by a lot of the, the lore of uh, fairy tale lore and that and, and old sort of um, old sort of folk tales and the kinds of monsters you might find there. Anything from from Medusa in, in Greek mythology to uh, to some of the to some of the things like the Skinwalkers and Native American lore. I really like taking some of these unexpected characters and, and throwing them in both in vampires. Definitely good mix-ups. And, you know, you get the southwestern flair to you, which is awesome because, you know, a lot of people, especially not so much here, but everywhere else in the world, just love anything southwestern. Yeah, and I, I really like looking at a lot of the southwestern uh, right, things that I've encountered in my life. I, uh, I grew up here in the southwest. My dad was a big history buff, and we used to travel all around New Mexico, Arizona, California. Garrett's buried a quarter mile behind my back door, so it's, uh, you know, I almost feel like I'm just kind of part of the history, and I like learning about, learning who these people were and what they did. So if you're using animals, have you ever used a prairie dog? I have never used a prairie dog that I can (laughs) think of in any of my stories. Uh, I just throw that out there because I like prairie dogs, you know. I've used uh, wolves, javelinas, (laughs) 
lot of the local wildlife throwing some of those out there. I, I think I kind of threw my, my editor the first time she encountered a javelina. I think she kept oh. thinking I was spelling uh, spelling javelin, you know, the, right, the, right. the Olympic... Uh, yeah, didn't, didn't understand the difference between javelina, right? right. Yeah, so I had, to, I had to actually put in some descriptive of what this was. <laughs> Now you live around here, around Tucson, so in, you know, old Tucson's not old, not new to you. No, this was, it, it's kind of right on my way to work. I, I work up at Kipik National Observatory, which is right inside of old Tucson, and I can kind of look down from the mountain right at, right at here, so this is... Right down those nostrils. Yeah, this is right in my neighborhood. Yeah, it's fun out here. You've got, you know, you go down into the valley, and all of a sudden it's, it's like Old West to me. Yeah, and that's the thing, is uh, both uh, Arizona, New Mexico, all of it, there's, there are a lot of these little pockets of areas that just still feel, you can walk through and you still feel like you you're can relive those times. I really love downtown Tucson, because there's a lot of places down there that just, you, you can still sense that vibe that these were buildings that were around when the when the Earps were around, and, and people oh, like the Clantons, and, yeah. uh, you know, the down at the train station that, that still stands to this day. That was one of the places where Wyatt Earp had one of his uh, great shootouts, and it still looks much the same as it did wow. back then. It is so cool when you see, think about it, real history actually touched here. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's great, and I, I love bringing that into the, into the fiction where I can, and, and playing with it, and using it, and sometimes bending it. Uh, well, bending it. Yeah, you have to, I always say, you have to know your history before you can mess with it. We were just on the writing panel over here, and we were talking about uh, one of the great things about, uh, about the research is, yeah, it's great when you've got a lot of research, but in some ways what I really like are those little about it really since about the mid-90s. Uh, that was uh, and, uh, I had my first professional short story sale. an idea, but they're kind of short enough because they, they have a lot of punch, and there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of uh, markets out there for That's probably one reason why, uh, you know, even cereals are doing better now. 
Oh, exactly. I think cereals are doing better. Um, I was just talking to uh, Muffy Morgan. She's got a, a series of, of things that she's bringing out through Amazon. Um, and yeah, you can basically release these things a chapter at a time and kind of develop stories yeah, over I've time. Yeah, I've been seeing that with romance now. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like giving them teasers. Exactly. <laughs> so you draw them in. So you have these ways of bringing people in, yeah. and you know, even in novels, uh, you know, series are just increasingly popular. People want to be able to finish a book, and they want to read the next one if they really like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting way to actually uh, build your audience. It's funny because, you know, it's supposed to be AZ Publishing Services, but I kind of, like, held off for a while not, not wanting to publish them. All of a sudden, I'm a brand. Yeah. Uh, I went, when did that happen? <laughs> and, and, you, know, it's, you know, I still, you know, I still like to, and in the process of being a brand, I really do like to do it in a way that I'm interacting with people. I have my Facebook
another steampunk con. No, steampunk con. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've, I've seen those before, so that'd be a lot of fun out there. Um, and I know you're thinking about going to Leprechaun, I'm not sure. I think it actually, I, unfortunately, I think they're the same weekend, so. Oh, man. We're going to miss you. And I, and I promised Gaslight Gathering when I had to turn them down for Leprechaun last year that uh, I would be back. Yeah, okay, uh, we'll let you do that, <laughs> okay. So we may we may be back and forth a little bit, but Phoenix, I, I will be back in Phoenix for Phoenix Comic Con. So okay, well we'll see you there for sure. We'll be out there doing our thing. So that's it's so wonderful. I know you got a table over there. Tell us what you got over there. So I have a table. It's uh, my steampunk books. I've got uh, my vampire books. I have some uh, steampunk anthology that I was in uh, called Gears and Lovers, edited by Phyllis Irene Bradford, and uh, a couple other anthologies that I think would be interesting to people. I have uh, Zombified, an anthology of all things zombie, which was a great... Uh, but those are big now, I think. Oh, yeah. Carol Heitschu, uh edited that, and she went to the publisher, and she said, I don't know anything about zombies, and she said, well, just buy what you like, and the zombie stuff, and so it ended up being a lot of humor, you know, there, there's some hor good, solid horror in there, but but her taste was towards a lot of humor. My story in there is called The Zombie Shortage. You know, what do you do? Running yeah. out of zombies. <laughs> do you think that there's, this, I've been noticing that, that, that the dumb zombies, let's see. Um, I know, we got to be politically correct not to zombies, okay? But the, the zombies that are kind of mindless. I think that we're kind of gravitating towards the smart zombies now. Do you see that coming? You know, I think I see all kinds of variations in it. I think, uh, you know, anything that, you know, we have our, you, know, you see the sometimes the smart zombies, you can see the fast zombies. Yeah. Um, for me, what really grabs me is I, you know, I think the whole idea of zombies as a metaphor for for control and and the bokor that used to uh, control the zombies. I, I like really exploring that, and I think that's something that hasn't been actually done a lot in recent zombie fiction. That's true. We're gonna have been more having fun with them. Yeah, we're we're kind of the zombies are are creatures that that are mindless creatures of some some degree that. Uh, Really, what the scary part about zombies, maybe whether they're smart or mindless, is, is the horde, the the fact, yeah. the overwhelming numbers yeah. of them. Yeah. Which is pretty much any football game. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, bro. I, I've been to plenty of football games that felt like that. Oh yeah. So it's like anybody's smart in this place, you know. That's we're having fun out here, and, uh, you know, you're going to be here tomorrow? I'm here all weekend. I'll be here through tomorrow. Uh, we have the table here. I have a panel tomorrow. I see my I know Stan's with Friday Night Ball here. Uh, I know him from California. He's a really great magician. We have a lot of fun. We just kind of go off. Who knows where the convent, where the panel will go. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.